recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days, underproduced and over the top. I'm your host, Arch Madness. The response to last week's show was awesome. Tommy McCullough from South of Eden. You know, all the downloads, the shares, the kind words online. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, This is going to be the last show in November. December, fully booked now. I'll have that rundown for you at the end of the show. So here we go. Today's guest. It's going to be kind of, you guys are going to like this intro. So today's guest, one of the many cool reviews that I've read online about these cats goes as follows. Quote, powerful, clean, Southern Rock 70s style, actually heavier than any Southern Rock from that era. Think Allman Brothers meets the obsessed with a touch of doom, Skinnerd, end of quote. That's what I'm talking about, guys. That's pretty damn cool. These dudes also appear on the latest QFM 96 hometown album, volume 10, with their song Burn Me Down. Uh, their track Whiskey Lich has been on Garage Day's weekly top 10 three weeks in a row. I don't know what the fuck that's going to do for you. Sweet. But it's but it's <laughs> but we listen to it all the time here. I'll explain the countdown uh, in just a few. But give it up for for Bourbon Train. Hey fellas. Hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just uh, let's do the roll call here, gentlemen. So we've got uh, Casey here on guitar. Now is that non bass? As I've read, mm, yes. Uh, okay, that's non. That's non bass. Non bass guitar. We've got uh, Justin on drums. That's me. Right on. Now, do you want to be called Kyle or the Nuge? Uh, Kyle, I suppose. <laughs> Kyle, you, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. All we, right. We disagree. Okay. <laughs> And and then we've got uh, Travis. Travis, what's up, lead singer Travis? What's, what's up, man? Guys, thank you for coming. Thank you. All right. Now, what I want to do is I want to know the history of the band. Kind of get us caught up because I've been uh, I've been bragging on you last <laughs> couple episodes. And so yeah, just to kind of tell the folks listening to Garage Days here exactly when Bourbon Train kind of got together and. Now, the first stop, I have that EP, so I've been jamming on that a lot. So nice. that's, where I, that's where I'm going to be coming from with a lot of this. But kind of take us through the, the story here. So you two, and I'm pointing to, to Casey and Justin, you guys, you're the, you're the founders, yeah. correct? Is that, do, <laughs> yeah. we, do we still yeah. say that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I claim that when the other guys aren't around because I don't want to upset them. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> I, was at a, uh, I was at a show at um, Scarlet and Gray. Was outside smoking a cig, and I was there watching Mike Perkins and uh, and Zook play. Mm. <clears throat> and I was outside, and I was like, "Man, I wish I had a bass player like that." You know, and this guy, John it, Zook, yeah, John Zook, the the man, the from Ishkabibble. Oh, right on! Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and um, so this dude was rolling by on a skateboard, and he uh, he's like, "Oh, I, he's like, I play bass." He's like, "I have a drummer too." And so we hooked up, and um, we didn't really hook and up. And he only invited me back. I know what yeah. you meant by hookup. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, well, my goodness. Yeah, so yeah. that's how it happened. We practiced in a storage unit. Yeah. Um, what year would this have been, Case? This is 2012. Like 2012 oh, wow. Yeah. Right on. Young bucks. Yeah, Justin had short hair. I also had short hair. <laughs> it got yeah. long, and he's cut it many times. Yeah. Right, I've said, yeah, I'm, dude, trust me. I'm, yeah. You should see all the pictures of Archie. I've, I've gone through more changes than Cher. 
It's, I'm with you, dude. Don't don't sweat that case. Don't sweat. Yeah. That. Um, no, it's just me and Justin. Then um, you know things kind of blossom. We got a a, a good friend of ours named Ethan. Uh, he was playing bass with us, and we he introduced us to Tyler, who is currently our our other guitar player. And I don't, you know, we don't call each other rhythm or lead because we kind of share right. those duties, right? You, you share them, and I've seen yeah. you guys live, and that's that's cool. Like it's. I'm not going to throw that out shit, there. Man. Well, I'm just saying, you were watching Maiden when you walked in. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, Adrian and Dave Murray shared the duties. Right. There's, yeah. there's not a, there's not a, a lead guitarist. There's not a, you know, yeah. a rhythm yeah. like, yeah. like there isn't an ACDC or which, you know, that dynamic works for a lot of bands. But I mean, it's that's cool. That's yeah. cool that you guys kind of share the duties there. Yeah, yeah. We love sharing fun. duties. <laughs> yeah, I said duties, Justin, with a T. I can, I can. I do try. That. It's you're good. It's I'm all. Sorry. I'm mature. I promise. No. <laughs> oh. So is he now? Is he is he the the band comedian? Uh, I mean, well, if, I think we kind of all are. Yeah. I was gonna say I've only been hanging good. here for about twenty minutes. I think you all share a little bit good. of the. The comedian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we all make jokes, but they're not always funny. <laughs> God, well, yeah. Yeah. God, I know, let's always That's say, I know a million. Stage. Yeah. That's me on stage. I know a million of them, but only no like two. No at my jokes when I'm on right? stage. Yeah, that's why I quit even. I don't even, I don't talk a lot on stage because I just, I, I, I know that I'm not funny most of the time. So. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Thanks for I the mean, Lone no, Star, no, I, too. Not, and get up to that microphone. I'm, I'm not funny. Travis, I'm not funny are. when I need to be funny. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's, there's kind of, there is kind of a clutch funny. I, my what? nephew, he's 17. He, well, he, we're at Nuge's house and we we're having a fire and a lot of the band members were there and some other folks and, and uh, he's telling these jokes. <laughs> Just reminded me of that. And he goes, and after nobody laughed at his first three jokes, he goes, this just then, guys. I'm not funny. And then everyone oh. lost their shit. Oh. And that was like, the f that was your closer. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, all right, dude, now you're done. I agree. Redemption. <laughs> Kyle, is that, is that the way that happened, bro? Or? Yeah, that's hard. Okay, fair that. enough. Yeah, fair strange enough. Strange little boy. <laughs> so how long has this incarnation of Bourbon Train been together? What, three years now? When, when is that, Nuge? Yeah, I joined the, the band Nuge. in October of 2019. Uh, I play guitar in a band called Crow Talker. A fucking badass. And we played a few shows with Bourbon Train, and I was instantly enchanted with the band. And when the opportunity arose, I definitely jumped on it. Right um, on, man. Yeah, sure. Like that. Just the pentatonic rocks kind of been bred in me since I was a little kid. So uh, it was something I could just pick up really quickly. And let me just say this: everybody pointed to the sky as you were talking, mm -hmm. and. No, I'm done. I've retired it. I did it last week, but it just made everybody too damn sad when I played the, the theme song. He was excited. <laughs> Flight Pattern Bob loves everything that I played uh, Bourbon Train. So he was, awesome. he's a yeah, fan, yeah. too. So hopefully he's spreading the gospel down in Florida with the with the snowbirds. <laughs> 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 you're you're going to be like, hey, who, who in the Tampa area? What 70-year-old, you know, <laughs> downloaded? <laughs> anyway, no, I don't know if that's the kind of stats that are. I love it. That are on there. And that's cool, man. And you guys have, are you, were you cool with the, the description that I, that I read? I mean, I, like I said, there was a handful of different descriptions on you guys. When, when, I, when I see you guys, I get the, when they, when they said the, uh, how, how did that, I'm trying to think of what the, uh, the doom skinnered or whatever. Yeah. I, I, guys, I get it. There's a blues influence. But I also, when I, when I hear doom skinnered, I, I, those are just people that are trying to f think of a different way to say Sabbath influenced or 
that whole, sure. you, you know, and there was, there was a blues to that. Like there's, I forget what musician said it, but there's a lot of different shades of black, you know? <laughs> so whether it, it could be, yeah. you could be, you could be a Celtic Frost fan or you could, you know, be a Roxy music fan. There's, I you'd be a, a Steely Dan I am a fan. Roxy music and Steely Dan fan. Right. But there's, there's a, there's a darkness. There's a, yeah, yeah, but there's a darkness to that, we, right? We've definitely probably gotten more the bluesier element, I think, right. since I joined the band. Well, I mean, I think, in, I think it's interesting. Like, we definitely all come from, like, somewhat different, like, musical backgrounds, but all, I guess, like, we all have... You can hear it. You can hear it. No, Joseph. We all have like a love for like heavier stuff. I guess Travis probably the least. But uh, the the heavy stuff I like is usually like like seventies rock stuff, like Wishbone Ash, UFO, yeah, uh, Leaf Hound, Deep Purple, like stuff like that. But I joined in twenty sixteen, and I you know I remember telling Justin like, yeah, man, I can't scream, so like this is this is what you get. (laughs) No, and. Like, so I, I think I listen, I mean, me and Tyler maybe, but I probably listen to like the most like death metal and you can probably hear that sometimes. Uh, but I also think, uh, I hear that double bass, man. I hear, I hear, I hear the, I hear the, yeah. So rewind a bit. The blast, the blast, if you will. For how many years, for four years, three years at minimum, we were playing out and we were playing instrumental. Yeah. And it was like, you know, just pass the guitar refs back and forth, whoever's playing lead, and and let Justin, I mean, he was basically the front man because he's such a fucking talented drummer. He oh, is. No, y'all, thank y'all, you. there's... Dorsey and I, when we heard you, when we saw you live, it, we said to ourselves, these guys, different influences, and they complement each other so well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool how it works. You don't... You don't hear this stuff that that's that's originality. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's going to work in your favor. Right. But it, it just it sounds different. It's like you guys. It totally works. There's nothing else that sounds like you guys. Yeah. And that that's that's yeah. cool. I mean, we can Better say it's, there's there's the Sabbath influence. There's the Caius influence. There's the you know, you hear the southern elements. But no, man, it's 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 your own thing, which is that's what makes that's what makes a band yeah. special. You know, and like Travis was saying, is when he joined the band, that's when we kind of went in that more, um, I don't know, rock and roll direction, just to generalize it, versus like we're more like stoner, like heavier stuff. No, I got you. And, but it just blended so well. Yeah. And it was like the first time he came to practice, I was because Travis and I have known each other since 2003, right? And when we, we were in up, high we school. Grew up, we grew up in the same like county. Town. Are you, now, are you guys all, are you Central Ohio kids or no? Me and him are both like north from north of Dayton. All right. Miami and Clark County. Yeah, I, I'm actually from Mount Vernon, Ohio. Right so on. Justin? Columbus. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I pretty much grew up in Columbus my whole life almost. Right gotcha. So. Yeah, and Tyler's from Marion, so, I mean, he's not yeah. far out of it. Writing. How does that work? And I want to talk about the different ways. Very that, poorly. Okay. Dude. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Shit, dude. Uh, no. Well, no. Where um, does it? How does it? How does it start? I mean, how does it start? Or does it? Tediously. Does it matter? Does it? Do, do you know? Shit. Some bands have to do it where they come in with a riff and then you throw the lyrics on, or you build around the the the, the lyricists. You know, I would. The, I the would say usually someone's got a riff. Okay. Yeah, at like minimum. A stringed um, instrument, yeah. usually. Right. And what happens is, like, so I can say for the past probably three years, I myself haven't came with anything fresh, like, put together. like, And um, 
But when Tyler comes, Nuge comes, and they're like, hey, I've got this constructed in this form. And then I kind of take and chop it up. I'm like, let's try this here. Let's try this here. And yeah. then and then we just do it we, and uh, figure yeah. it out and until then, it and and sounds then, natural and we like it. I and do and I do I do it a little more so I can like you know like get where I want to sing at. And then you know after five months, <laughs> right. we, no, have, but, we have a great song. Well, well yeah, and Travis is like, no, I want to sing more here and I want to sing less here and like and we all just kick yeah. each other in the, in the ass. I think it's, it's yeah, I think it's very much like collaborative where. You know, someone will come up with a riff, and then we will all decide, like, okay, how many times do we play that riff? Do we go to the chorus after that? Travis, like, when you bring your vocals in, does it sound weird with the amount of, like, verse we give you? Or should we double the, you know what I mean? No, I feel you. Um, and then, like, oh, how do we transition into the bridge or something like that? Like, some of my, I mean, as the drummer, usually I'm not contributing a lot to, like, the songwriting, like, the melody. But some of my biggest contrib contributions, I think, were just, like, a transition here or there, you know. Let me mean? throw this out there because when I when I listen to your music, I, I wanna I wanted to bring this up with you guys, and I might be way out in left field. This might not even be close, but when I think of bands that I grew up with, uh, I think of, and I think of records that this happened on. I think uh, of Ride the Lightning, definitely Master Puppets, uh, some of the some of the heavier stuff in the eighties. The endings, the last minute to two minutes, it seems like you guys you guys push the gas pedal. On those yeah. the, the endings, it always seems, and I hear the blast, and I hear the guitars, and I hear it. Just seems like it always ends like ar way high on the RPMs. Is is you know what I mean? You guys, there's a buildup with well, what that's you guys do. Well, well, I know, I understand that, but I'm just saying a lot of bands don't do that. I mean, that's not the way it's done. But it always I, at the end of your songs, we speed up all the time. <laughs> but the, the, to close your songs, I've noticed there's been a handful of times where I'm like. Holy shit! It's like all right, and you're yeah. you're waiting for the next song, well, but it's like there's a fair number of them that okay. do that. Yes, I, I think a lot of what it is is especially like when we started, like just Casey and I, it was like, like I would you know like I would love to be that like extreme death metal drummer, but I'm not in good enough shape for that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so like the kind of like bluesy part, you know, like our verses will be like slow and bluesy and then the chorus will be like, you know, fast and I'll be on the double kick or whatever. So I think a lot of times we'll be writing songs and we'll be like, dude, we don't have like a, a part where I can like have fun on the double <laughs> kick. You know what I mean? Like, right. No, but a lot always... of times I felt like that's kind of what it was, but also it's like, well, shit, we got to, it just has that feeling like, well, we got to do something, well, you know, before the, before the song ends. Uh, you know? Bourbon train, it just, it feels like a fun ride. And I've noticed that when I was kind of studying for this, this interview and stuff, I'm like, it just, I want to bring that up with the guys, whether that's something that I'm just as the listener picking up. I know. I know. We, I, that's a whole other, I've got flight pattern, Bob. I don't have, I honestly, <laughs> I need a five Oh Billy. I need something. Train. I need, yeah, I need something. Friend. Yeah. Well, what? The cops often show up when we're at shows. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they'll do a roundabout. They'll do, they'll, they'll do a run through. Usually they're wearing plain clothes, but no, but I just, that's something I wanted to ask you guys and whether it was something that it's something you guys do consciously or not, but it does. It just seems like it's always like a fun ride and that ending. It's just, it's a fun ride. You guys take the listeners on. Yeah. Good. Well, it better be. <laughs> or else. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we definitely, we definitely talk about this all the time. Like we'll, we'll play a show and uh, maybe we, we all fucked up a bunch of things, but if that energy's there and like the crowd's feeling it, that's kind of more important than anything. And, 
that often makes us play a lot faster than we're supposed to. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so we got we got first first stop. Tell me what I'm missing here. Uh, well supplied, and that happened over the this. Honest to God, since Bob left, there hasn't been this many fucking flights <laughs> over the house. Of course. Oh yeah, drink, guys. That's what you should do when you're listening at home. All right. When a plane goes over, especially when Bob is down, I'm not gonna play the theme song anymore. But just always do a drink when you hear it. We'll think of Bob. Mm. So what am I missing here? So uh, first stop, which I absolutely love, well supplied, which went down. Go ahead and stop me and, and discuss it. But that was something that went down during kind of when we were in quarantine, correct, boys? Well, we kind of had that. Yeah, we had that in our hip pocket. September we of 2019. Oh, yeah. good. Oh my God, that was on the eve of all the yeah the shit storm. We yeah, um, you know, and we planned on actually just going back and you know adding to it and maybe having something a little longer than four or five songs. You know, things happened. And we we decided, hey, let's just let's just get it out there. Yeah. What was your guys? What was your first show? Your your first live show back? Oh, wow. Do you remember? Do you guys remember? Legends in Mount Vernon, right? Yeah. yeah. How, when we talk about that, I mean, I think that's it something was I haven't awesome. really, right. That's something <laughs> I haven't had a chance to really talk to a, a lot of bands about, mm-hmm. and that's like. Man, that, that fucking that first show back, man. That, I think that, that was first the one, one was Cattail Brew, right? Was outdoor. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and that's when, that was oh. the first time we met those guys. And Love those. Yeah. those. I mean, yeah, it was, a lot it was of history the, with them. Um, the benefit show for... Uh, Andrew Howard. Ooh. Yeah, like yes. we talked about. That's right. I remember that. Was that down towards Cincinnati or well, something? Uh, or I'm from did, Mount Vernon, and Andrew Howard went to school at the Mount Vernon Nazarene okay. University. So I met him in the early 2000s. And uh, I talked about that on the air too. I, I, I gave that a Joe Veers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so my friend Andrew Gray, uh, another Mount Vernon guy, he played bass in a band called Broken Stone, and that was Andrew Howard's band. And uh, when Andrew passed, Andrew Gray wanted to go ahead and put together this uh, benefit for Andrew Howard, and uh, yeah, that's the one. And uh, yeah, so it just so happened that uh, Broken Stone was recorded by Joe at, uh, at the Schwab Studios. Yeah, oh yeah, man. And uh, it just so happened that uh, we confirmed with Andrew Gray, and that kind of set a fire under Joe Veer's ass, and we got it together and made it happen. A motivated Joe Veer's. It's going to happen, yeah. boys. <laughs> that was, right. It was called The Rock Wake, and it was on June 12th That's right. of 2021. That's right. That's right. What else am I missing? You, live at the Triangle, is that something else? That, I'm just trying to think that, of things that people can download. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to tell all my buddies and everyone who listen to the show uh, as far as like uh, you know downloading or grabbing if you can. Uh, so some, pretty some much the, uh, the two EPs you mentioned are probably going to be like the best things to listen to. The Triangle is a very old, gotcha. okay. <laughs> very old recording before we had a singer, Travis. Okay. Um, That's me. And then I think there's also maybe one other thing called Uncle Eb, and that is a song that we did at Capital University for a sound engineering student, and it was like his senior project to record a band. Oh, right on. So we got recorded for free. I'm OAC. It's all good, man. I'm a yeah. college kid. So yeah. No, right on. Um, it, was a, it was cool. Uh, his name is Phil Jones, I think. We don't need to give him a shout-out, though. But, I mean, uh, go Pioneers. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about this kid from Capital that much. But uh, um, No, I'm just kidding. But no, that's cool, man. Yeah. And, so. and you're also on the 10th uh, edition of the QFM 96 Hometown yeah. album, which right. was... Th- Look, and here's the deal. I don't, I never, ever toot my horn. 
Never, ever. I don't, I'm not a bragger. I'm not. It's never happened on the show. I don't do it. When I first heard it, burn me down. I, I, that's it. That's on it. That has to be on it. <laughs> so I just, I had to, from a, from a rock standpoint, I had to get that on there. And so that was, everybody got to vote for something. And those other guys can say what they voted for and what they pulled for. And, and there's so many great, there's not a bad song on that. Yeah. Not a bad song on that. And I love all the bands on that. But when, that was the first time I'd heard you cats. And so that was, I was in. I was sold. Awesome. And it's, it's such a good sound. And so, and here we find ourselves at the Hawks and that's drinking loans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about your influences, guys. Talk about the influences. I, I'd love to hear from each. Case, okay, so let's start with you. So what, what did you like growing up, man? You're just oh, sitting around. Don't try not to try not to stare at all the Van Halen and dude, kiss and no. enough's enough. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm not shy. I, so until I was about 13, 14, the only uh, non-country, non-hip-hop thing that I knew was Grateful Dead, right? Um, I, I guess I was sheltered musically. I don't know. All, like, dude, it was, it's it all good, all, man. I love hearing like, everybody's journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were two then, types of music in my house growing up, and that was Willie and Waylon. Yeah. And I didn't have a choice. Yeah, right. So, yeah, no, I get it. Hell man. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, when I was, when I was 14, 15... Uh, I was 15 when I got my first guitar, but I was 14 when I saw my first Stevie Ray Vaughan. I was gonna live. say, what did it for you? What did it for and, you? And and I was just like, yeah, that like, that's I don't know. It was just like like it was just so soulful and it just grabbed me right. And I was like, okay, like that guy, like he shreds. Dude, and, Stevie was. But dude, that was the only thing I wanted to play like for four years until I was 18, 17, 18. Um, well, that's and, Casey. That's that's Stevie Ray. I mean, that's honestly, that's that's the same. I mean, that's the same type of higher education that someone who got into Randy Rhodes or Eddie Van Halen or Clapton or, you know, if you're a Beck fan or, or what, you know, whatever you're, you know, Blackmore, whoever, Page. Right, right. I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan was that damn special. He was that damn special. So for you to be, that's what you cut your teeth on, man. Shit. Yeah. It I was, mean, he's one of the best. You can, you can fight that fight. He absolutely You can say is. he's one of the best. You, you could say he's the fucking best and, and, Eight out of ten dudes who listen to music are like, all right, dude, I'm not gonna fight that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Stevie Ray, yeah, he's awesome, yeah. just just awesome. I, I that would hit me too, man. Yeah, that would hit me too. So it was. I think it was. Um, you know, once I, I started playing, and my my first band was Electric Smoke, um, and we were all 18 years old, just out of high school, playing around Bright State. Um, and we, we covered a, a lot of shit that really opened up my, my genre. Um, I mean, we, it was, yeah, uh, to like Budgie and I just Absolutely. introduced, uh, Nuge to, to Budgie, uh, just a few weeks ago and he was like, holy shit, this is, this is awesome. And I'm like, this is one of the first things other than, <laughs> but I don't know, man, like I'm not the guy that has like a big vinyl collection at home. Like, um, I don't know, it's 2021. No, I got you, you know man. No, I got you. And Budgie, you know, as, as, as a Gen Xer here, as a kid from the 80s, I mean, Metallica turned us on to a lot of these bands. That was where, you know, if if James, if Cliff Burton had on a, a Misfits, we were trying to figure out who the Misfits were. They did covers. You know, Metallica did all those covers. That's when you were doing Diamond Head, you know, the Budgie off of the, the, uh, the, the, the Garage Days. I mean, they were doing all these bands, and you would think it was almost theirs, you know, right. that's that's the thing that you know that especially that first record, Kill 'Em All, when they do a couple covers there, you you don't you never knew, but Budgie that was one of the bands 
What a great bit. Yeah, man, you got great influences. Yeah, man. You can feel it, and you became your own dude, evidently. Right. Just sure. turn the gain all the way the fuck up. You became your own dude, right? I think I was like 32, and I'm like, all right, let's turn the gain down. That was only two <laughs> years it. ago. So. That was only a couple of <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Justin, what about you, man? Um, when I said Brant Bjork, you perked up at uh, we were at Express Live uh, together. Oh, um, so that's actually you said death metal. There's all kinds of things yeah, happening with so you, Justin. Talk I to actually, me. I mean, we play with a lot of like stoner metal bands, but I didn't get into stoner metal till like kind of recently, and like you know, like Caius and all that stuff. But um, I guess like the biggest things are like my both my parents actually are like pretty old. My dad, they're the same age, but my dad graduated high school and. 1965. So the Beatles are obviously that's awesome. The list, the list of bands he's seen live is ridiculous. But my dad's seen the Beatles live, like it was his favorite band. So definitely, like the Beatles are probably maybe like one of the first bands I ever heard ever. And I grew up listening to them, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, But it was like you know I like. I'm 29. I was born in 1992. Listen to that. I mean, you're not even 30 yet, and your dad saw the Beatles. I mean, yeah, that's... exactly. That's Dude, that's badass. No, I mean, they didn't tour long, Right, Justin. right, right. I know. So it's just, it's just like I'm glad that that's what I grew up with and mm-hmm. not some, like, other bullshit. But it's just interesting how, like... What are you trying to say, Justin? No, no. no. I grew up with some bullshit. No, no, no. no, no. I just Grateful mean, Day. Like, Everyone's you know, looking for a miracle. It's the fucking Beatles, dude. Everyone's looking know? for a miracle. Casey? No. <laughs> dude, Steve, you're right. You're good. Steve, you're good. You're good. You're good. But um, it was really when... So I have an older brother and sister. I'm the youngest. And they gave <laughs> oh me God, a dude. shit ton of music. That's it. So my sister gave me a lot of like alternative, you know, Radiohead, Smashing Beach House, Beatles. that kind of shit. Um and my brother liked that too, but my brother, I remember, was the first one to give me like some death metal. And the first two that the drumming really caught what my was attention. It? What was it that hit you, man? Children of Bodom and Arch Enemy. <laughs> two like great drummers, but like, you know, I mean, I don't know, just not your the most famous drummers by any means. Um, pretty famous, but um, anyway. And then my brother was the first one to get me an actual drum kit. And when. I think the first drum kit he got me. I didn't know that, Justin. Yeah. I, I, don't, think, we're, I don't We're, we're learning about each other. Thank yeah. you, Justin. I love this. I don't think the first drum kit had a double kick pedal, but like I'd go down in the basement and play it every once in a while. But when I remember he got me my second drum kit, too, uh, and that one came with the double pedal, and I was like, game on. Like, game this on. is fun. Game like, on. Like, okay, like, people, you know, obviously there's, in, in the drumming community, there's plenty of dudes who, like, talk shit about double pedal playing because it's like, oh, you're a fucking caveman. Like, <laughs> You know, Um, yeah, you know, I gotcha, but and whatever, just say it, just say it. It is fucking fun, (laughs) like, have your jazz licks, whatever, dude. (laughs) I love it. I see the pain in their faces. I love it. I I mean, no, I'm kidding. No, I, I super respect all drummers, especially jazz drummers, but I'm just saying, double bass playing is super fun for me. I've had and every kind of drummer in here now, and that's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I'm I love actually, it. I'm now I'm working on single kick stuff, because okay. I like kind of skipped that stuff, and now I like <laughs> suck it like using my left foot on the hi-hat and shit, you know? Let me just say this. This doesn't, I don't mean, this isn't a, I'm not being a dick to anybody else in this room. Drummers, you guys, 
you guys are fun, man. You're like you're you're I, wired yeah. different. All my some of my best yeah. friends are drummers, and like you, the jokes about drummers and the <laughs> yeah, dude, and we the got thing, arcade, the, man. the beating, you know, the beating that you guys <laughs> literally, I guess, and figuratively that you take. But like some of the the best characters I've met are are yeah. drummers. It's anyway. I just yeah. what's, what's that's the right. Joke? What's the joke about the drummer that brought right. us? There's a million. Yeah. <laughs> right? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. That what was, is the joke, Travis? That know. was Dave Grohl. Tell Grohl. me the joke. I think you told it to me. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> but Dave, Dave Grohl used to tell that joke about, because I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Stern. I don't know if it was Somebody brought it up to him and said, hey, did you want, did you ever show any of this music to Kurt or any of them? And he's like, yeah. And that's the joke about the drummer bringing the song to the band. Yeah, yeah. And he gets, he's, I, I don't even know the joke, yeah, but it's, I, it's, I can't remember. He doesn't do it. But I don't come to the anyway, don't train do with like, hey okay. guys, I got a song. Yeah, I don't know. Beatles, some double bass stuff. And then I definitely have a love for like some old school hip hop. This is the second. And this is the second you, week you. in a row. Second episode in a row where somebody's brought up the Beatles as far as drumming. Yeah. And and what Ringo has people Dude, talk shit, yeah, but talk this shit, is the second week in a how row. How many? How many of his drum parts yeah. do y'all got memorized though? Exactly. You know that's, what I mean? This is what Tommy <laughs> right. McCullough said last week, man. Yeah, I think dude. that's awesome. You can talk shit. They can. T- <laughs> it's Ringo, man. I love it, dude. I love it. You guys support Ringo, of course, dude. To the very end, he's a fucking beetle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boom, boom, and one of the bigger personalities. You think about. What they were able to do as far as the movies and everything like that, but the, he was, yeah. dude, personality wise, and he he was like the dude who like said all like he like had all these like weird phrases like you know like eight days a week. I'm pretty sure that was Ringo. Like a hard day's night. Pretty sure that was like all these like little phrases. Like he was your friend that said stuff like that. You know, you drummers are so. Don't worry, listen, buddy. It's these drum- a hard day's night. You know, <laughs> like like what the fuck does that mean, Ringo? <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, you can join our band. The, <laughs> say that after a bourbon train show. Right. The other the other half of the rhythm section and uh, Kyle. The so, Nuge. The Nuge. Okay. That's... Yeah. So don't, don't, don't listen to don't listen the Nuge. We're calling I, him the Nuge. Just you gotta that. think of another way to I say I call it. him Kyle. Yo, fair enough. <laughs> Travis is a liar. I can't wait to hear a bass player. Now, you know, it's kind of cool that we were able to kind of pair you two together because, I mean, that's what people associate as far as the rhythm section and stuff. What'd you grow up listening to, bro? Uh, Who your influences? Master Reality was a big one for me. Um, I'm significantly older than these guys. I turned 40 this year. The first four Danzig records are big with me. I'm a huge John Christ fan. Um, grew up in the 90s, so uh, I really dig the first two Down records. Um, COC Deliverance and Clutch Elephant Riders was really big for me, but... You Fly Pattern Bob, one of his favorite bands is Clutch. Oh, my Sweet. God. And he's drinking. Drink, have a drink right now down in Florida, Bob. And we'll drink to you. Everybody's cheers, cheers in you right now. But, yeah, Clutch. But you also, speaking about growing up in the 80s, I'm a huge Bad Brains fan, Cro-Mags. Uh, that whole kind of, like, 80s hardcore NYHC stuff is, is in my blood, too. Awesome, man. That's cool. There's so much. There's... But I can I hear it in your music, guys. When That's what I love when I find out what you wear on your sleeve. And what you're bringing to the table, that's awesome. See that red line up there? I had all those freaking, I had all those hardcore bands on my on my number plate, man. My brother's the yeah. same age as Nuge, and he had a red line stolen yeah. from him Ooh. when we were young. Oh, I don't yeah. like hearing that. I don't like, we, I don't like stories We were like really mad. Uh, we were really mad because I, I like wrote st- it, too. <laughs> all right. 
Hold on here. I need a drink, Travis, before we get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all no, do. I gotta go take a piss, yeah. All right, here we it's go. Travis you know time, So this is what this is how we do it. Check this out. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna go really fast. Okay, tra- before you go, this is this is something, this is the new edit method that I use. And we're back. back. All right, perfect. Wow. So I almost said Travis, <laughs> what did you almost say? front i got i got confused with the that directions been, there that would have been that's the drummer see that's the shit they do that's the shit, that's they, the shit oh they there's do. a fl- there's a there's a plane have a drink guys Ooh, sip cheers the flat pattern bob mm. but now that uh, travis has the headphones on so i kind of want to play the theme song for him <laughs> let me know if you want to hear it i do have different sound effects i mean uh here's ray from trailer park boys see what you think of this that's one. the way she goes the way she goes. Here's Sue Bob from uh, the Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. The steak and cheese fajita only with cheese and steak only. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I just had to do that. Cheese and steak fajita with cheese cheese and steak steak only. People say I'm the sexiest of all the whites. All right. I just, I never, I hardly ever get to use them. Now that Bob's gone, I might as well just play them all. All right, Travis, influences. I, I'm from, like, um, like, rural Miami County, so, like, my dad was all into, like, old honky-tonk country shit. Um, yeah, bro. There's a lot of the stuff I claimed, to, <laughs> I claimed to hate for years and years. My first show ever in, like, 93 was uh, Clint Black and Merle Haggard. Oh, and, you uh, saw Merle Yeah, I did. I, and I remember it, but I was that's, pretty young. That's, that's, that's yeah, Mount Rushmore, six, and I never got to seven. see him. As yeah, as I, had to, I was supposed to go with my friend Tito to see him and Willie Nelson at Rose Pavilion in Dayton, and then he got, went into the hospital a couple weeks before with pneumonia and, and died. Oh, my God. So I got to see him once, but I, I was like six. You did get to see Willie, though? You get to see No, Willie? I've never seen Willie. Okay, I'm, I'm still sorry. dying to see Willie. Okay. But, yeah, my mom was into classic rock. She played a lot of, like, Fleetwood Mac, Billy Joel, CCR, um, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, The Beatles. Bourbon Train, I love you guys. I mean, just your influences. Guys, this is... <laughs> You don't even know how well then how widespread this this is. This is awesome. Well, then in in the late '90s, early 2000s, I just skateboarded all the time and listened to like the Misfits, the Ramones, the Exploited, Minor Threat, Fugazi, and then somehow I yeah, got I into did. like Robert Johnson and and like the Rolling Stones. And then now for the last like two years, the only thing I really listened to. Casey can attest when he comes to pick me up for practice. Honky tonk. Honky tonk. Just yeah. <laughs> straight up like. Ray Price or, or... No, I got, I got you, Or, dude. you know, Waylon, or it, it doesn't even, you know, like lately I think a lot of it's that the Jerry Lee Lewis record from country album from like 1965 I've been listening to it on repeat. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's me. But I also love a lot of weird shit too. I love a lot of stoner metal. I love Ween like Justin, yeah, Justin does. Yeah, man. He's been turning me on to King Giz and the Liz Wiz. King Giz and the Liz Wiz, y'all. <laughs> I love Zeppelin too and, and Van Halen and... Deep Purple's huge with me, and, you know, there's, of course, Bob Dylan, the band. I love all I that shit. There's just, there's not a whole lot made from 1950. I even like 40s big band swing shit. But even, right. like, there's not a whole lot made from, like, 1955 to, Guys, to the 1980s that I don't like. This, oh, really, except for this last batch, the past 10, 15 years, I think music has been pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. and that I think, yeah. but I think we're all kind of fighting the same fight now to kind of to to give rock a little a little push. There's a great movement here in Central Ohio. You guys are a part of that, and and I've uh, I've I've passed your 
uh, your CD on to, to other guys and other bands and, and other folks here in town, media types that, that I'm like, look, I, th- I think there's a, there's, there's a whole, there's, it's really, really cool. It's, it's a variety but it's it's still rock and roll, and it's it's yeah. it's it's. Are you do you guys feel it when you kind of go out? Do you feel like things are are changing a little bit? It almost <sighs> feels like the, the the starting gun's about to go off, especially with the way it's been the last year and a half. It just seems like it's it's a fair race from here on out. If if you're yeah. if you're good, I feel like you got to know your your crowd. Like you know what I mean. Like the shows that you play, you know, you want to get in front of people you know are gonna like you. Right. Yeah. No, I feel I, you. I, I, that yeah. was key. That was key too. Once to get out of the gate, you got to say because they're hungry for. We, we used to your play fans or like, wanting to see you guys once it's you know a yeah. year and a half off or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was almost exactly a year yeah. and a half. And like you know, you, you want to get out and play for the people that you know are gonna are, are gonna like you and everything. Back in the day, we used to just hop on like, oh yeah, you know, hop on whatever show we could get on just so we could get out and play. Yeah. Now we're a little more selective. Like, yeah, let's try to play with. Bands that are like us, or you know, people that are going to draw this kind of crowd that we you. think will like us, you know. But but with you guys, and this is something I'm noticing, and that comes from your influences, guys. There's there's all kinds of different. There's 50 year old dudes, right? Who there's classic rockers like myself who've got Van Halen tattoos and Ace Frehley yeah, yeah. tattoos who dig you and want well, and want to see you. I, you know what I mean? I mean? Where I think some of the there, there's. But that's the beauty of your music, and I guess that was my yeah. original point: is you're going to draw a bunch of different people in, guys, yeah. and I think that's well, awesome. I think I've your got, fans, Bourbon Train, I've got Zeppelin, fans. Cream, and Beach Boys tattoos. But you know. yeah, you got a Beach Boy. Yeah. Okay. Do uh, I want to know forgot, where it's I at? To mention, I'm uh, a huge yeah. Beach Boys fan. Do I want to know where your pet sounds is? Do I want to know where that? <laughs> it's across my chest, same place uh, Casey's pearl necklace. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of different people that dig you guys. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show. Uh, and and there's there's not another band on the... Uh, I think there's different sounds on that QFM 96 Hometown album. And that's yeah. something that Dorsey talked about. That's something that I talked about as far as... Let's let's just give rock fans a little bit of everything. So okay, and then that, that's well, why, I th- and I think that's what you got on the QFM hometown album. That's the yeah. way it used to be. So you give everybody. There's yeah. different types, guys. In our like stuff. you know history or whatever. Obviously, like we've progressed and whatever. But I think when you know, obviously, every band plays a show thinking, "What if the right person is watching us?" Right. You know what I mean? For sure. And when Casey was like like literally like you know we obviously have like a band group text message it was like case casey text the other four dudes hey i applied for this qfm thing okay cool cool all right word you know and then it's like hey we made the thing we're finalists okay cool like we're all like you know okay whatever and then we like actually do a little research and we're like holy shit like this no, is not actually me. like I'm I mean, a long time QFM ninety six listener. Oh, I, oh, yeah, oh I, I know. Oh, I know. So I mean, no, I, cool. I was like, I no, don't. Cool. I was like, I don't know what this hometown album is. You know, I was like, and you know, at first it was like, hey, like I just applied. But you no know what one I mean? does. So this, guys, like, this, this is something but, that was big yeah. for the folks in the late 70s and yeah, through I the 80s. I saw some of those at Spoonful Records. They you have see some them the at ones, the record yeah. stores, Lose. and it's it's been gone for so- yeah. Rosie. Jesus, that's yeah. it. So I'll be honest with you guys. I like I had heard like about the the hometown album, and and I'm I was like I listen to the radio as kind of like background noise sometimes. Other times I'm really focused in on it. So like driving to work. Um, Torgan Elliott playing, and then and then um, one of Travis's previous band, Mama, their song came on, a little clip. 
And Torgan Elliott, like, they went nuts over that shit. And they were like, oh, and they even made a panties reference. And, like, it was right when Travis started singing. They were like, yeah. And I, and I was yeah. like, holy shit, I just heard mom on the radio. So I, Let's capitalize on that guy's voice. <laughs> so so right? I texted. Well, so he texted I, me. I was in uh, the shittiest hotel room, second shittiest <laughs> hotel room on earth in Texarkana, the Arkansas side of Texarkana. That's the way, that's the way I want you, bro. <laughs> that's the way. Bro, there is a, there is a questionable is stain habitat. on the television. <laughs> on the television. On, Jesus. On the television. <laughs> wow. That is, that's a whole lot yeah. of, that's, that's some, oh, that's some it, was, it was actually, when he texted me that, I was like, oh, that's, something nice. Like, that's a great, oh, that's great. Because, like, honestly, I was kind of feeling down staying in this. Yeah, fucking terrible hotel room. I didn't tell you how small the room was. Though. <laughs> I mean, it was. Um, uh, it was. I guess. I guess it was your standard hotel room. <laughs> drummer laughs the loudest. That was. That was a drummer joke, dude. He came in. Came in hard there. Uh, all right, Bourbon Train. It's. Uh, I, I want to talk about future gigs and everything. Before we do that, this is something that I call the Garage Days Weekly Top Ten. Okay, so this is the top ten songs, and I kind of hipped you guys to like. Over at Bob's place, my buddy Heartland's place, we we go to these different uh, different garages, and these are the songs that we listen to. Whether it's we check our you, I check everybody's YouTube search. So these for the week, these are the top ten songs that we listen to here in the garage. And I got to thank Tommy McCullough, last week's uh, guest. He brought this up. We looked it up, and we've watched it the entire week. Young Lust demo from Pink Floyd. I had a demo from Van Halen in my top 10. He's like, Arch, have you heard the uh, Young Lust demo from Pink Floyd? No, I hadn't. I listened to it. It's amazing. Completely different timing, different lyrics from Roger Waters. It's awesome. Tommy McCullough, thank you. Number nine, Let You Down. It's a new L.A. Guns album, uh, Checkered Past. There's been a couple songs. This is one of the earlier songs. This actually has been out since like the beginning of the year because they kind of, you know, a lot of these bands, what they're doing now, and you guys might kind of feel the same way about the way you're going to approach things, but you kind of throw stuff out before you even put out a record. It's like single, 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 and then they put a record together. Uh, Let You Down, the new L.A. Guns, Checkered Pass. Check it out, top to bottom. It's a great record. Number eight, talk about guys that catch a lot of heat, but I'm excited about this. More on this later, but Joe Bonamassa's Curtain Call. It's a new Joe Bonamassa. It's off his Time Clocks album. It's phenomenal. Joe's tight. More on Joe in just a little bit, but check that song out, guys, Curtain Call. Uh, Cold from Black Country Communion. A little bit of more uh, Joe Bonamassa. But I don't know. Bourbon Train, I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Uh, but Black Country Communion. Uh, Glenn Hughes is an alien. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. That is well done. He is amazing. Almost 70 years old, guys. He sounds... Glenn Hughes is timeless. Let me just tell you. It's, 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 nooch. Are you a... Glenn Hughes, as far as the basis in a... I mean, he's... Oh my God! You think about the Deep Purple shit, but the stuff that he did—I mean, leading up to that and after that—and sorry, guys, he's an alien. So <laughs> Google that, uh, Duck Duck Go that shit, boys. Uh, number six is yeah, yeah my man. Uh, number six is Paradise from Tesla. The only reason I throw that in there is I've been jamming on it a lot. I saw Tesla last week uh, with my buddy Zach from high school. We always go see Tesla uh, when they perform. They played Paradise, which is my all-time favorite song. Let me say this. I was so drunk at this show. And if you were in front of me or if you were in back of me, I apologize. I was on it. Guys, and, and Bourbon Train backed me up on this. When you, when you, when you have an empty stomach... 
So we went over to Boston's beforehand, and I drank oh, yeah. the Christmas ale, the big tall ones. I was a mess, yeah. absolutely a mess through the entire show. It was incredible. You got an appetizer. You get the pizza. that pizza. Oh, I got Boston. the pizza. I did get the pizza, but I only ate a couple because I was like, I don't want to miss this. This is too much of a fun ride. And, and then it wasn't. And then it was horrible. It was a horrible buzz. But I had a great time at the show. I heard one of my all-time favorite Tesla songs, Paradise, at number at number six, number five, uh, up one spot from last week. Uh, this is the third or fourth week in a row. Bourbon Train, uh, Whiskey Lich uh, from First uh, Stop EP. Guys, what can you tell me about that song? I, that's that's the one I have gravitated to. It sounded great live. Uh, yeah. when, when, when that was one of the first songs that when I came into the band in 2016, they had and they had been doing as kind of like a vehicle to just rip some blues stuff. And most of that first stuff, the, most of the stuff off of First Stop, they had already been playing for a while when I came in. I tried my hardest to put lyrics to it before the first show that we had already scheduled yeah. with, without much foresight. Uh, Whiskey Lich is a Tyler song. He's the only one who's yeah, not here right now. Hit that something. Well, he's there the you one go, that Tyler. wrote it, yeah, and he's uh, not here. Make but sure he gets a Bob Seger koozie. I will say, though, that... He will. That, uh, I mean, it's me. a great song, but I remember... And we kind of always put it in, like, every set, but I remember my girlfriend was, like, one of the... Like, she was, like, a long time ago, she was like, hey, if you guys have, like a radio single, it's going to be Whiskey Sorry, Lich. sorry. And that's, that's where I came from. And look, Dorsey Love's First Stop, also uh, End of the Line. There's there's other things on that EP that we dig. Yeah. But for me, and he, I think he had other favorite songs other than myself, but that was that's, the one that I kept coming back to. I that's dug. one of my favorites just because it does a thing like you talk about in the end where there's like a, there's a heavy fast part at the end. But it's also one of the ones I get to sing with Casey on. And that's one of my favorite things to do in this band is to sing with Casey. Casey. Casey right? I've, I've been trying. He's one of my best friends. I try like, to sing. I get to sing with one of my best friends, like, you know, every practice, every Monday. It's a Monday jam, guys. Awesome. It's an absolute jam, guys. And I, you can Thanks tell. So. And it comes over live. It's, 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 I'm having a drink for five pounds. Yeah. Yes. Drink. Uh, number four. And this is the, the second or third week in a row this has been on my, my list. Uh, number four, Pale Horse Rider, Allman Betts Band. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's killer. And that's another one of those things, guys, where I say there's a lot of different shades of, of black. It's so dark, man, but it's so cool. And uh, I dig those guys, man. Allman Betts Band. Uh, number three, this is the other demo, still in my top three. Van Halen, it's from the 1977 uh, demos, a song called Light in the Sky. Number two. Still hanging strong. Jerry Cantrell, his latest from the Brighton album. Uh, it's called Siren Song. And my number one, again, uh, Low Res Sunset. This is uh, David Lee Roth. And it's the stuff he did with John oh, Five. Yeah. And it's just, it's cool, man. When Dave stays in his wheelhouse, he's still one of the best lyricists ever. I say that every week, but it's just, that's the fight I fight. It's, it's, it, so that's it. A low Res Sunset. Uh, let's see here. Bourbon Train. Talk to us. What's uh, what's the end of the ass end of 2021 look like? Uh, and then what uh, 2022? Are there other things you guys have planned? Talk to us as far as live shows here. We've as we got close a, it out. Well, for the for the end of 21 2021, there's there is there is one focus, mm -hmm. and it is the dirty dirty DYT on December third. <laughs> we yeah. are playing Blind Bob's in Dayton. I saw on that. December yeah, that, 3rd. okay. I saw that. Okay, you. <laughs> Oh my God, that uh, made, to that be made, to clear things up. <laughs> that made that made, oh. that made Nuge like spit up his bouche oh, latte. I, know, I, 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 I haven't I, seen that side of you, Nuge. <laughs> I, I actually saw you guys put that out on uh, on Facebook yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually Nuge's flyer. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's somewhat of a homecoming uh, for Travis and I. Anytime we go play there, yeah, yeah, we, it's always just, just a lot of fun. We, yeah. yeah, we love Dayton. We <laughs> we absolutely do. Um, you know, if it weren't for um, a couple of guys that I went to high school with, and I actually I call my brothers. I I even lived with them for a period of time in high school. If it weren't for those guys, I wouldn't be in the musical career that I'd be in. And who knows if Bourbon Train would exist? There's a following there too, right, guys? Because that's Dayton that's has what. Some great okay, fair enough. We just, we just got. A lot of friends, and yeah. <laughs> okay, because because when when we first were like picking you guys for for the QFM, I was like, now where are these guys, Columbus guys? He goes, yeah, because but they have like a they have a really good following out like in Dayton or somewhere. So anyway, that's is that that's true. So this is yeah. this is a big deal. So if you want the Columbus fans to head that way as well. Do it, yeah, gang. Let's go. Forty-five that's minutes. Is that 70. true? I don't know. I don't know yeah, what. Yeah, if you speed, it's forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. People want to follow you. What are different ways people can follow you guys? Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram, and yeah. we do have you know Spotify. Uh, both the EPs are on there. Yeah, we're on Spotify, iTunes, um, you know, all the main media. Travis is on Pornhub, right? Travis is on Pornhub. His name isn't Travis. (laughs) Dirk, the truck driver. Yeah. Dirk, man. From across the room on the TV screen. I'll tell you what. Sounds like a daily rock. I'll be getting up every day at (laughs) 8.30. Thanks for the Lone Star, too, man. You wouldn't be going to bed at 8.30 either. (laughs) Guys, thank you. It was was awesome to kind uh, kind of finally get to hang together. And uh, and kind of get to know the story because the music's awesome and it was cool to meet the guys behind the music. Well, thank, so. you, thank you, thank you, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, yeah. man. Appreciate you. Well, there you have it. The last garage days in November. Now here's how December is shaping up. December third, Gavin Myers from North High Brewing, Whiskey Pete Wagner from Brown Foreman, and the Professor Josh Daly from Middle West Spirits all going to be here with me in the Hawks Nest. We're calling it Bourbon Train. Check this out. We're calling it a summit of some sort. Uh, December 10th, <laughs> December 10th, Joe Bonamassa. Talked to Joe earlier this week. I'm going to play clips of that interview uh, next week on QFM, and I'm going to give away some tickets uh, to his November 28th show at the Palace Theater. But that whole interview in its entirety, I'm going to drop December 10th here on Garage Days. You don't want to miss it. It was just way cool. Uh, December 17th, the one and only Dave Mann comes back to the garage. I think that's how you close out the year. Dave Mann, myself, we're going to rank the first six Van Halen records. We're also going to play that David Lee Roth. We're going to play that David Lee Roth retirement audio, and Dave and I are going to break that down. That's something that that needs to be be done because I think we're both kind of dialed in with what Dave meant by all that. We speak David Lee Roth. (laughs) I think we're the only cats that do, but we do. Uh, Once again, thanks for all the downloads. Appreciate you guys. Until the next episode, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out. Hey, gang, it's Arch Madness, and I got a little surprise for you, a little extra something-something. Let's rock some Bourbon Train to close this one out. Here's Whiskey Lich from Bourbon Train. Have an awesome Thanksgiving, everybody. Mm.